Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where two mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now, here are your hosts, Darth Jader and Jason Mitchell. Good evening, Hindsighters. Thank you for that very warm welcome. We so appreciate it. They and love us. They, uh, they just, they, they adore us. They, they love us. They really love us. because <laughs> they're forced to. Very fitting. That's not even the right quote. But it's, yeah. uh, she's been yeah. misquoted for years on that one. But there you go. Yeah. Now that we've hinted yeah, super heavily toward the yeah. movie that we're doing. In case you can't uh, see us, we've got a special guest. We're doing guest. Cocoon. Yes. And we've got a special guest back in the studio. He's back again. What's with this guy? We can't get rid of him. He's he's here every week now. Yeah, Stan Lee never left. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, 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 salute, cheers salute. for the movie that we're doing cheers, this cheers. evening. Yes, absolutely. Here's the booze running and not drug running. Mm-hmm. A movie, a movie about the dangers of, of failing to pasteurize your beer. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so without much further ado on announcing what we're watching tonight, because <laughs> yeah. if you don't know it yet, where have you been? Yeah. If you haven't gotten these hints, you can't you can't play with us anymore. No, but uh, we are actually doing 1977 Smokey and the Bandits. Yes, eastbound and down. Ten four, good buddy. Yes. Oh yes. A, a movie predicated on something that I thought whenever I was younger and I saw this, I just always assumed that they had made up this idea. Oh yeah. And then I found out that it's actually based on something that was real. Mm-hmm. That you couldn't. Before like 1980 something, you couldn't get cores east, east of, of the Mississippi. Mississippi. Yep, <laughs> like it's accurate. What the heck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> like, the heck? My God, we were missing out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, for those of you who don't know, Smoking the Bandit is a movie about uh, Burton Reynolds and Jerry Reed. Well, and Sally Field. Well, yes, it is. And I can give you the synopsis because I thought of you, Jason, because you've said on multiple occasions how. Movies that we cover on our show, you forget the fact that you saw them when you were young, and you forget the fact that they even have an actual plot. But yeah, it's got a plot. Oh, a good one. This movie does because it turns out when Big Enos Pat McCormick wants to drink <laughs> cores at um, a truck show, it's 1977, and he can't get it because they're in Georgia, right, east of the Mississippi. Yes. So he hires the bandit and Jerry Reed to go get him 400 cases of cores and Texarkana and get back in how many hours, gentlemen? 28. Yes. Yeah. 28 so. because because if you went longer than that, the cores would spoil. Right. Ah, that was the timing. Yeah, there were no preservatives. And I don't know why they couldn't just put it in a refrigerated truck. I'm not sure. Maybe they didn't have those back I, then. I, I'd have to look <laughs> up the history I'm, of I'm pretty sure those trucks. existed, though. Well, um, they didn't have beer workers because they had to break in to get it. Right. And they yeah. stole it. This is yeah. true. Yes. They, they start out with uh, the crime of hot speeding beer. to Texarkana, <laughs> yeah. stealing hot beer. Yep. Hot, unpasteurized, unpreserved beer. Mm. Yay. Unlike the delicious beer that we're enjoying right now from Thank Variant. Thank you, Variant. Thank yes. you, Variant. Thank you, guys. Well, you know, um, the story itself even goes back further to um, Eisenhower mm-hmm. used to bring cases of beer back to the White House with him. Uh, okay. Carl Yastrzemski, when they would be on the road, they Nerd. they would stick cases of cores in the uh, in the team's equipment lockers or whatever. And the, you cool. know, yeah, Truman, I think, did the same thing. It was like it was a really big deal that you if you could get cores east of the Mississippi. <laughs> oh God, how long has cores been around? I know that's no. what I'm like. No. What? What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not even sure. Yeah. 
It's like a, it was like a mini prohibition in many ways. Sort of, except really you could have just gone and bought other beer. Yeah, yes. you, you know, <laughs> or you could have gotten some pretty badass moonshine anywhere in Georgia. Yes, <laughs> like yes, you, you don't really have to wait on a beer run, especially one as expensive as the one that the bandit right. made with uh, Snowman. Snowman. Yes, not Snowball. Not, not Snowball. snowball. As, as they call Pam on Archer. Yeah. Uh, okay, here here's something to see uh, if you really know the movie. What is the bandit's actual first name? Bo. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, because Sally Field asks him when they're in the car. Yeah. But and he does only take off he, his hat. Yes. One thing. When he when he taps that hot, hot Sally. Sally Field. Oh, oh I thought it was to use the restroom. <laughs> I'm not any happier about it than you are. Uh, which I never understood that Seth MacFarlane joke. Cause no, because she's Sally so cute. Sally Field is adorable. She's so cute in this movie. I don't yeah. understand that mentality at all. Uh, what did Seth it. say? We just made that joke. So in one of the episodes of Family Guys, uh, Bandit rolls up in Stewie's... He's hitching a ride somewhere or something, and he runs into the bandit. And yeah, he gets frog, a ride from the bandit. Yeah. And uh, Stewie just looks at Bo, and he's like, yeah, good luck tapping that hot Sally Field ass. <laughs> and the bandit's like, I'm not any happier about this than you. And he just zooms away. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's such an insult no. to Sally Field, and she's, she's yeah, adorable she's, in this Yeah, movie. she's really cute in this movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just beautiful. She's got those dancer's legs that she won't stop talking about. Right. Yeah. So. She keeps, yeah. yeah. And a nice... Posterior, yes. Apparently said a few times. Yes. I didn't yes. want to use the eight. Raise the yes. posterior. Yes. <laughs> so the movie, the the origins of the movie yes. come from the mind of Hal Needham. Mm, scary, Hal. scary yes. place indeed. <clears throat> the the late Hal Needham, legendary Stunt Hollywood man. stuntman mm-hmm. and friend of Burt Reynolds. Oh yes. Um, who, you know, if you think about it, he has an idea for a movie. He writes a script. Apparently, he wrote it on legal pads. Really? Yeah. Uh, showed, it, showed it to Burt Reynolds, who happened to be his friend, and Burt Reynolds said, this is the worst script I've ever read. I'll do it. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny about that is that Jerry Reed was actually supposed to be the bandit yes. originally. Yes. And then when Burt Reynolds... They retconned just, that, though, in, in, in uh, episode three. <laughs> oh, yes. Because Jerry Reed was supposed to be the bandit, but as soon as Burt Reynolds said that he was willing to do the project, they uh, they bumped Jerry Reed to be uh, Snowman instead. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds made a million dollars for this project, Hindsiders, mm-hmm. which was a quarter of the entire movie budget. Yeah. Back in 1977. Yeah. You can uh-huh. chip in and fund that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's make another one. Go fund me. <laughs> well, it was it originally had something like a five point four million dollar budget. And a couple days before they were supposed to start shooting, the studios, I think it was Warner Brothers, uh, they sent a hatchet man down to the set and mm-hmm. said, We're taking a million dollars away. Oh, and no. this is ni- what 1976 when they're filming it. Uh-huh. So a million bucks is a big chunk of change. Well, in the original uh, budget was only supposed to be a million dollars when Jerry Reed was the bandit, but then uh, they it fluctuated a good bit from yeah. what I understand. So the you know uh, uh, Burt Reynolds signs on, mm-hmm. and we we get a movie that sort of it goes from being a B movie driving a truck movie right because originally it was just jerry reed and a truck mm-hmm. and then when burt reynolds shows up then all of a sudden it's like okay well let's put the blocker car in with with the pontiac trans am which you know makes the entire movie oh, so yeah. It, oh yeah i mean that's bandit's car absolutely you know? and that's what made the trans am wasn't you know, burt reynolds a stuntman at one time uh he he, he played he, one in hooper i guess yeah yeah he, yeah he played one in hooper yeah. i know he yeah. did his own stuff 
stunts. <laughs> no, he seriously did a lot of his own stunts. Uh, you know, Lana, he did his own stunts. <laughs> but he was, uh, I think he did a lot of his own driving, a lot of general things. I don't know that he did every single one of his stunts, but I, he I did not. Cause up. I could tell there was someone other than Bert behind the wheel, yeah, but there were a times. few peel outs that were well done that clearly Bert was driving. Well, I think the, the, the part where he, he and frog drive or, uh, jump the car over the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was actually Hal Needham driving the car. Oh, the old Duke boys yeah. are at it again. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, this movie, but for this movie, there probably wouldn't have been the uh, uh, Dukes of Hazard. Well, no, yeah, they've yeah. got the whole moonshining business going on where you're, yeah. you know, smuggling beer or booze of any kind across a border that you're not supposed to. So. There, there he is, Jerry Reed. <laughs> I'm curious how many sets of tires they went through. A lot. Oh, God, I can't yeah. even imagine. Well, they went, through, the they went through four whole cars. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. A lot of tires. And, you know, okay, so the movie, the plot of the movie is... Rich guy and other rich guy. Big uh, and, father big, and son yeah, rich father guys. And son. Yeah. They um, want their cores at a truck rally and they hire the bandit to go and get it for yes, them. Yes. They've got a guy that they're backing in a truck rally and they want to celebrate the victory that they're mm-hmm. sure they'll have by drinking cores. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's, you hear me? You hear this, J.J. Abrams? Yes. You don't need more than that. <laughs> but, you know, this movie could have been improved with a little bit of lens flare. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. So JJ, yeah. we're with you on that one. Yeah, imagine just this movie with nothing but lens flares the whole time, and well, and what's funny is before and we Zachary Quinto, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Spock. But before we move off on the this great moment in the movie, Jason, it kind of gives you a Caddyshack vibe when the bandit shows up to uh, Snowman's house mm-hmm. because you know you got the wife in the curlers and about fourteen children <laughs> running around. Yeah. Is that the bandit's sister? I don't. I, it's. I honestly don't. I. Remember. I it's. Uh, it's. Apparently, I thought there Snowman, was some relationship yeah. there. Well, she hates him clearly. She does hate. I yeah. think because she knows every time he shows up, he screws up yep. something, and they end up broke. Absolutely. <laughs> you know. Well, and I think because you know, uh, Snowman does have a line later in the movie where they do make it back. And spoiler alert: they make it back in just a nick of time. Yeah, I know. Unbelievably, they do succeed. Yeah, yes. um, but. Snowman at some point is like, well, I'm divorced now, so what are we doing next? Because yeah. <laughs> he knows his wife is just fed up with his yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about the movie is that it's about them doing this whole thing. You know, we're going to spend two hours following these people as they try to get beer from Texarkana in Texas mm-hmm. all the way to Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. And, you know, they're chased by police and, you know, we haven't even touched on Beaufort T. Justice yet. Yeah, we got to. Yep. That's yeah. the subplot line, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they just decide to double or nothing and go off on another race. And, well, because the cops are yeah. right on their heels, and yeah. if they don't get a getaway car of some, you know, yeah. that looks a little bit different from the Trans Am, yeah. we got to get something different to jump into and get the hell out of out of Dodge. Ooh. Can they you, hear the thunder? I was about to say, if anyone in the studio, a storm's uh, a brewing yes, outside. A storm's, a storm's a brewing. It was a dark and stormy night. I was watching Smokey <laughs> and the Bandit. I think I think Bert is listening. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe Hal, <laughs> yeah, and of course, just about everyone from the film say, except Jer- Sally Field, Jerry Reed, yeah. um, oh man, Jackie Gleason, the dog. I'm assuming. Oh, poor yeah. Fred. Fred. And you got to <laughs> wonder: is that why Snowman took Fred with him? Not just because he's his loyal, you know, cab buddy, but he was like, Ugh, you know, the wife can have the kids, but I'm definitely oh, taking yeah. my basset hound on this last run just yeah. in case she does. He didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't want to leave that up to the judge. Nope. That dog belongs to me. They can negotiate about the kids, but the dog comes with me. (laughs) He can keep the kids. They're expensive, but I'll take Fred. 
So yeah, um, that that was a plot point that I know it, you have to run along with because you know Sheriff Buford D. Justice, he somehow has the inclination and the power to just follow Bandit across multiple state lines, to, yeah. despite the fact that he's just a local sheriff. Well, they they make a joke. I mean, it's repeatedly in the movie. It's like who who are you? Like yeah. other other cops are looking at him. Like, I'm a big deal in Texarkana, and it's just like yeah, let yeah. our team handle it you're in alabama you're you're way outside of your jurisdiction buford t justice was a real person he was and uh burt reynolds dad knew him yeah so that was he from florida yeah burt Burt reynolds is originally from florida right Right. he's the man from jupiter yes Yes. so he's from jupiter okay his archer episode is aptly named the man from jupiter yes um but of course, this movie is all Georgia, except for like one or two scenes that they filmed in California. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. but it is a very Georgia movie, and and I think it's after reading all the different locations, I sort of felt like doing a pilgrimage and uh, <laughs> and 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 going to see some of the because they filmed well, like I eighty five, the mm-hmm. four hundred. I didn't even know the four hundred existed back then. I'm not sure that it did. You know, but it was listed that one of the locations that said it was Georgia four hundred. Like when that, I didn't. I thought that was relatively recent. Well, it was definitely pre Toll Booth Georgia four hundred, and now we're post Toll Booth Georgia four hundred. So who knows? <laughs> well, the Bandit wouldn't have cared about Toll. No, he would have been <laughs> right through those. Yeah. That blocker car would have taken <laughs> yeah, down that yeah. little turnstile so easy. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and the CB antenna would have remained intact. Yes. No oh, matter absolutely. what. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Even when Frog is driving, who amazingly, she's just as skilled a driver as the band. She's not bad. She's, she's pretty not good. Bad. Well, she yeah. learned in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, exactly. I think so. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the best place to learn how to drive, I suppose. Huh. The, the the movie that gave the world really gave the world Sally Field because yeah, she so. she had done some she had done stuff before, obviously, but yes. this was this was her big movie debut. Oh yeah, and it's also when she started dating Burt Reynolds. Reynolds so yeah. win win. And that was apparently a whirlwind of a romance because she said that, you know, they spent a lot of time just in the car together. <laughs> and she said, it, you know, four days felt like four years that we spent together. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to count how many times he laughs in this particular <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. But uh, that's one of the things is Burt Reynolds said back in 2015 when Vanity Fair was interviewing him, he said that she was the love of his life, Sally Field. Is that oh. whenever he posed uh, nude? Or <laughs> uh, no, I, I hope, think that I'm, was done in 74. That, <laughs> 74 <laughs> before yeah. then. You know, that year that Hunter S. Thompson missed that Ali fight? Yeah. <laughs> that was way back in the day. Yeah. But, yeah, so it, it, I don't know. Sally Field apparently didn't feel that way uh, later in life. She apparently had, you know... Lingering feelings for him, but not, oh, yeah, he was the one that got away, but apparently she was that for Burt Reynolds. Well, you know, I, I, I can I kind of see that, you know, looking back at that one girl that you, you loved and she didn't require it all the way, but damn it, if she wasn't the one that, you know. No, 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 she, yeah. like, they, they were completely they smitten with each other. a lot other. of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took his hat off yeah. several times for Sally Field, as yes. it turns out. Yes, yes. But, uh, no, they were... In, like instantaneously, intensely in love, she said, for, you know, they were together for about five years. Mm-hmm. And she, they ended up breaking things off. Apparently he asked her and marry him several times, but she could tell, quote unquote, his heart wasn't in it. So uh, she said no. He had all these pictures of Dolly Parton in, the, <laughs> in their house. Well, maybe another yeah. part of his body was in something else. Yes. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's Burt Reynolds in the it's 70s. Burt, yeah, so it's Burt Reynolds, incredibly yeah. likely. In the 70s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I he's mean, rocking a mustache without any sort of irony at all. Oh, come on. 
I mean, come on. There's no woman in the world who could have said no to Burton Reynolds. Well, in he's the one 70s. of the few men who can pull off um, a mustache. Yeah. Looking at you, Mister. Yeah. <laughs> and you see me. He grew that just for this episode. Yes. Listeners. very quickly. Slightly very quickly. different hair color. Yeah, yes. but, uh, it's yeah. funny how the you know the facial hair differentiates. I should, a little I should bit. have shaved down to everything. Just the mustache. <laughs> oh, see, I shaved too. Well, yeah, darn it! Yeah. I didn't even think about that. See, that's. A, Big mistake. Well, I think it wasn't Sally Field. Of course, she was in The Flying Nun. Yeah. As mm-hmm. you recall, yeah. which was very pristine and yeah. and Catholic. This may have been her attempt to transition to was more of a Gidget? sex symbol. No, she wasn't. No, Gidget. she wasn't Gidget. Uh-uh. Okay, no. She didn't yeah. snag Moondoggy for the clam bake, did she? Yeah, no. She, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That wasn't no, Sally yeah. Field. No, that wasn't But Sally she Field. was definitely Forrest Gump's mother. The Flying <laughs> Friggin' oh, <yes>. Nun. <laughs> Who was smoking enough crack that the secondhand crack got to the dude who signed off on it, you know, like probably, one probably Pam in that episode yeah. of Archer because they had about a hundred kilos of it. Yeah, I mean, in you know, it's, car. again, it's one of those situations where you just think the meeting was, you know, you know, Johnson. You have any ideas? <laughs> uh, a, 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 a nun who flies, flies? <laughs> swims. No, no, no. Let's make it a little more dramatic. Let's go a little Baron Munchausen yeah. with it. You know, flies. she's gonna fly. Damn it! I love it. Skip the pilot. We're going straight to series. <laughs> <laughs> Stamp it and ship it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to wonder how that yeah. meeting did go. But And then uh, a young Sally Field comes in. Yeah, what's the part you're, I'm auditioning for? If one, on. On. Oh, God. How much does it pay? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, count yeah. me in, guys. Yeah. Yep. Tired of eating yeah. Alpo. Come on. Everybody, everybody <laughs> watching this is going to be so stoned, it won't even matter. This is true. You know. She's done a pretty, you know, diverse crowd of movies. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Norma Ray. Yep, yeah. she's Norma Ray. Oh, uh, she's a great actress. She's Mrs. Yeah. Gump. Yeah, she's Mrs. Gump. <laughs> Which there was that oh, moment. Oh, Forrest, I'm just dying. Well, she winds up on a football field uh, with oh, yeah. Bert in the car in this movie, and I was like, oh, no wonder Forrest knew to just run straight onto yeah. the field and just keep on going. That, that maybe that was where Forrest was conceived. Pure, ge- yeah. <laughs> pure genetics. Yeah. No wonder his dad's never around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The bandit's never going to settle down. Come so on. So Forrest Gump is part of the Smokyverse. <laughs> ah, see? See, we crossed it over. Genius. Yeah, and and I'm watching them uh, talk on the CBs, and it's important to note that in the 70s, there was actually a CB craze. Mm -hmm. That was a thing. Nationwide, people were buying CBs and putting CB radios in their cars. And into the 80s, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the 80s. Thank goodness, too, because otherwise, uh, Bandit wouldn't have had half the country helping him avoid the police all the way (laughs) back to Georgia. so ridiculous. How else would that have worked out? There are just armies of rednecks all over the South waiting. Truckers, truckers, rednecks, hookers. With police chiefs. Here we are. Here we are. So Frog has just appeared. (laughs) She gets into the car, still in her wedding dress. Yep. Such a 70s wedding dress, my God. Yeah. That is, know, that is pure know. 70s right there. Yeah. The movie is pretty hardcore 70s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. The outfits, yeah. the hair, the hair everything. Very yeah. straight hair. Oh, and yeah. God. Form-fitting the, the amazing, powerful Pontiac with 180 horsepower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what? Advertising for whom, Starling? I don't know. Pontiac? Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, speaking of 70s hair, this, okay, Frog has to be the supernatural being in this movie, Jason, and I'll tell you why. Them, okay, to I'm suit with your you. Theory, because yeah. no matter how crazy her hair blows with the wind da- or with the windows down, it's perfect every time she gets out of the car, which well, is, so, as you know, you women out there realize, if you have hair longer, yeah, yeah that's not Well, in the 70s and, and mm-hmm. in the 70s and the 80s, Things that wouldn't mess up a, a woman's hair, sex, 
Because Never. your hair, hair was perfect after sex. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, sex that's what I. That's you know, what I remember. High velocity speeds on the yeah. road. Yeah, yeah. In the eighties and the seventies, you left your blue jeans on and your hair was fine afterwards. <laughs> blue jeans, sex. <laughs> blue jeans, sex. Yep. As Highlander proves to everybody. Yes. yes. But as Tom Cruise perfected. Yeah, I, Tom Cruise is like the the king of blue jean sex. I, I, I am really hoping that in in Mav in Top Gun Maverick. Oh, they better bring it back. There's got to They've be a blue jean to. sex scene. <laughs> Tom, have your people call our people. We'll it, provide the Levi's or it, Calvin's. If, whatever. If they if they just do Top Gun all over again, I'm going to be so fine with that. Yep. <laughs> bring it. Yeah, it does it, look awesome though. It looks so. It awesome. looks really yeah. awesome. I mean, it's hey, going to be awesome. It's like God said, "Hey." How can we make this better for Jason? Oh, I know. We'll remake Top Gun and put Jennifer Connelly in it. Yeah, but she'd have to be digitally. <clears throat> Watch your mouth. The age wouldn't she? Watch no, because I don't know how old she is now. She is. I, I she's she, perfect. She's you at any age, age, I would. Imagine. I think she's in her thirties. The love she's of your life. Appropriate. She's yes. of appropriate age. Yes, for Jason. I think she's she's uh, a little older than me. I'm sure because she was in Career Opportunities. There you go. Get you um, a sugar mama, Jason. By the way, do you know how old Burt Reynolds was when this movie was shot? Mm -mm. I don't. Forty one. Was he? Whoa. You know how old Sally Field was? (laughs) Seventeen. Thirty (laughs) one. Really? She's thirty one. They're only ten years apart. Notice the bags under her eyes. I did notice that. Yeah. Well, she is still easy now. Beautiful. <laughs> well, that see, that's one of the things about watching movies like this, though, is that they were filmed in, you know, the 70s and they were shown yeah. on on theater screens in the 70s and you saw it on low definition TV growing up. Right. And then all of a sudden you buy it on Amazon Prime and it's in glorious high definition. And oh, yeah. you see how bad everyone looks. <laughs> oh, you know, well, they didn't focus so much on makeup and all that close close up shots back then. Even uh, Meg and I were rewatching one of the Indiana Jones movies the other day, and in HD, the special effects when they're flying in the plane oh, yeah. and uh, oh, it's yeah. so bad. My favorite it's example, so bad. my favorite example of that is in one of my all time favorite movies, and I think I might have mentioned this before. It's uh, very possible, totally. But well, I mean, we've done what forty seven episodes. Yeah, you we're know? closing in on fifty episodes. Hindsight, yeah, my, my memory is not that good to begin with, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know I have to remind you every so often when you're like, so this one time, and I'm like, yeah, we know. Yeah. You, you've talked about this a lot. But one of my all-time favorite movies, Marathon Man. Yes. Oh, love, yes. I love that movie. It's been a while since you've mentioned this, actually. Yeah. You haven't mentioned this since Randy was in the studio with yeah, us. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I said this whenever he was on it, but I remember I showed it to a friend of mine in like 2005 or something. Okay. And there's a scene in it that I had never thought my whole life, I never thought it looked silly, uh, but it was a part where Roy Scheider's character, uh, somebody sneaks up behind him and tries, tries to, to tries to garrot him, him and mm-hmm. Roy Scheider sticks his hand up and blocks the uh, the wire. And mm-hmm. what they have is they have a uh, just a tube right. running up Roy Scheider's arm, and they have makeup over it. And the whole thing is it's supposed to look like the wire is cutting his hand and blood's coming out. But it's so (laughs) obvious that there's a tube, like, taped to his arm. That Saturday Night Live vomiting trick, as it were. Yeah, Yeah. and, and, you know, so my friend, he's, like, laughing. He's like, this looks so ridiculous. (laughs) Trying to think, yeah, you, you can't watch a movie like this if it... You it can't, takes you out. If you don't have yeah. the nostalgia factor, it's going to take you right out of you the You have story. to de-special edition Suspend things. your disbelief. Yeah. Suspend. Yeah. It's like, cut me, Mick. Cut me. It's like the knife has a little squirt gun <laughs> yeah. in it. Right in his eye. Yeah. yeah. My uh, my son had a tennis match uh, 
that went uh, into, I don't know, tennis scoring. They've tried to explain it <laughs> to me. A million love. <laughs> yeah, something. They went to two love all. They were in like the fourth and a half quarter. <laughs> but he, they played and it went to a tiebreaker. And then he like finally won by whatever the minimum number of yeah, winning points is. But the kid he beat was apparently uh, Eastern European. So okay. when he came home, we watched Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I already like where this and we, we just skipped the first half. And he's like, Dad, what happens in the first half? Ah, Apollo dies. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. That's awesome. Dolph Lundgren gets all mad. And, you know. What happens? Oh, that's what uh, in the new Top Gun, uh, LJ and I were talking. Mm-hmm. We said that's what they need to have in the new Top Gun. What's that? Is they need to be fighting terrorists. But they have to they have to join forces with the Russians to oh fight the terrorists. God. And the dude who who he flipped off in the first <gasps> movie needs to be in it. Like I remember you, Maverick, and it should be Dolph Lundgren. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. I'm here for that. That would just that would send the movie up into the stratosphere. It would be the greatest thing ever. And it's like, yeah, I I remember you, Maverick. You flipped me off. <laughs> we were not friends, but now we help each other. Now we are best friends at the end of the movie. That's awesome. Much like you and Iceman. Yeah. It's basically the same movie, right? (laughs) Sure, why not? Oh, Val Kilmer. I know. He's in it, though. I know he is. Briefly. I mean, he' pretty sure that coffin you see. Don't do it. No, you. No. <laughs> pretty well, sure. Can't kill I'm, the ice man. No, I'm pretty it sure it was the ice either man lose man. forty pounds or die. And he's like, "Yeah, well, you're just gonna have to kill me." Yeah, oh. so I just love my donuts. Well, he's he's doing. I mean, he's he's doing bad. I mean, he had throat cancer. He had. Yeah. I think he. He had a rough belt. I think he still has throat cancer. I think that's like oh, an really? ongoing thing. Poor guy. You know. Um. So yeah, Val Kilmer. You know. But he went away. He he left at his prime. He just vanished. Yeah, he kind of you know? just. I I think the last movie I even remember seeing him in was when uh, Colin Farrell was playing Alexander the Great and. Oh. Uh, I forgot. I think it was about just that. called Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. He was with, in that? Yeah, he I was, he was in that. No. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Oh, sorry. He was running around in his underwear <laughs> with this exact cowboy hat on, actually, listeners. People don't so. realize Will Ferrell used to, he did Shakespeare, he did Alexander the Great. Oh, he played, sure. He, played he did Church. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He played Churchill three times, I think. Um, <laughs> Will Ferrell's Churchill. And he did all of them in his white, tidy whities. I think the, the last movie. Val Kilmer movie I remember was The Saint, which oh. I think was also Fantastic the last Elizabeth movie. Shue movie. Yeah, she disappeared too. She vanished out of too. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I remember Alexander with uh, Val Kilmer, and that was when he had started to sort of go off the deep end with his weight. But mm. uh, yeah. that's the last I remember. Well, you know what? That's called life. It is. You it know? happens yeah. to the best of us. Burt Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, he got big. I mean, you know, he got old. Yeah, life like a lot of like Chevy Chase. Look yeah. at him, big oh, as a house. Oh goodness, yeah. I mean, you know, you've been a sex symbol your entire life, which I know what that's like. It's so stressful. I can't even imagine the hours Ooh. at the gym that you must have spent to maintain the status, Jason. It's oh, just, yeah. I would I, say tens, so tens of hours over the past four well, years. Tens of minutes. Tens said, of, yeah. Bert was 41. Jason is close to that. This is I, true. I almost, if I squint my eyes, <laughs> I'm, I see the same person. Because he's, got, he's, it he's is, got, yeah. got the facial hair. So, yeah, if, you, if, you, if he takes off the glasses and you squint your eyes... <laughs> He's got that laugh. <laughs> He's got that laugh down. But this uh, movie, this movie made me feel really good. I mm-hmm. just loved watching it from start to finish. It was smooth. Oh yeah, it's it was fun just a and smooth, you love every yeah. fun movie. Though I'll tell you, it it made me recognize that our time on Earth is limited. 
because yeah, they're all beautiful How existential. people. Existential. Yeah. It was. It was just yeah. there were beautiful people, talented people, but many of them are gone, if not most of them. I'd say yeah, I think Sally Field is the main remainder yeah. of everybody, and she's she was born in. Uh, hold on, she was born in '46, so she's going to be 74. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. I think Little Enos is still around. <laughs> Oh, Little is it Paul? Paul? I hope he is. <laughs> Paul Giamatti? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Paul Giamatti is he, Little Enos. He still kid. looks better than Paul Giamatti, but you know. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul Giamatti. He's got that bulldog sort of <laughs> droopy face. Paul I G- love Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's gonna, he's going to be in the process of sending us an email asking to come on the show. <laughs> Forget it. Forget her. God, Dark Jader. She's so mean. I'm such a mean girl, listeners. And no. I'm I'm just looking at this thing. Sally Field is so cute. In she this really, movie. She's she is super so is. cute. In this, what the hell was Seth MacFarlane on about? I have no it idea. It makes no sense. He makes fun of everybody. That's his thing. But uh, when she does first get in the car, she's changing out of her wedding gown, and she just has a, a go bag with a little bit of money and some spare clothes, or maybe it was her bag for her honeymoon. Who knows? Because uh, she was. We didn't even discuss this. Uh, she was supposed to marry Buford's son. Right. Uh, Sheriff Buford's boy. And yeah, the so aptly named Junior. Junior. He's handsome, <laughs> yeah. but not too smart. Not too smart. Uh, but damn, he's good at holding your hat down when you scrape the top but of daddy, your car off. But daddy, who's going to hold your hat? hat. <laughs> <laughs> the best line in the entire movie, though, is whenever Buford tells him, the first thing I'm going to do when I get home is punch, <laughs> punch your, your mama, mama in the mouth. mouth. I, I can't believe you came from my loins. <laughs> that's Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, that's how they um, the stories intertwine because they're originally chasing Sally Field, who abandoned uh, the son at their wedding. She walked out on the wedding, and then she joins forces with the bandit, and they just get chased all over the country. Yeah. It's just her good luck. She ended up, you know, she upgraded big time. I would yeah. say looking, <laughs> yeah. looking at yeah, Junior and so, go, yeah. jumping in Burt oh, Reynolds' yeah. car. Oh, that's yeah. a hell of a hitchhiking upgrade. Even though she was going to be a dancer, you know, and. But well, we, it, she was on Broadway a hard for business. twelve minutes. It is it's a hard yeah. business. Yes, trust yeah. me, I know. We're, we're going I've been one, but I've yeah. known a few dancers in my life. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say dancers. <laughs> <laughs> was there a pole involved? I've t- <laughs> Lori, I mean. Lori, hallelujah. Oh my. Yeah, we that was her name. That's right. <laughs> oh my god, it's still his handle on his CV yeah. to this day. Give it up for your dancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where he got the fake mustache. Oh, it's all coming together now. All right. Uh, this came with sense. the '70s porn star. Uh, yeah, the ensemble, so yeah, to speak. the kit. I wonder yes. what that ensemble was for. <laughs> Actually, it'd be great if there was something that said '70s porn star ensemble, and all it was in the back was just a just mustache. A God, either that or you could advertise for Brawny. Yeah, one or the other. One way or the other. I but... would buy that, and then you know the next day I'd go, oh, it was a mustache. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, no. you're thinking bacon strippers. What are you thinking? Of? Oh, no. Anyway. Um, speaking of mustaches, <laughs> no, I think Burt Reynolds is one of the few guys who can really pull one off. Besides maybe Tom Selleck. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Can you Selleck. guys think of anybody else who really Sean rocks? Connery could do it. Okay, Sean Connery, yes. I, I really don't think about it, his mustache because it's that it's the lighter color. Yeah. But uh, the, the darker colored mustaches are probably Tom Selleck th- and Burt Reynolds. I think Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds are, you know, there was that They've one episode of cornered. Seinfeld where they all had mustaches. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I, I think Elaine looked best with one. <laughs> yeah. Did the soup Nazi have a mustache? No, yes, it was. It, it was the soup no, Nazi he did. Had a mustache. Yes, he did. No, yeah, he did. Yeah, but it wasn't part of that. It wasn't episode. part of that episode. No soup for you. 
I'm trying to think of someone else who... who Rob Schneider. Like, <laughs> ew. 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 <laughs> Rob Schneider. I like Rob Schneider. I mean, he, he, I, I, I like him as a person. Even Mr. Peanut Butter makes fun of Rob Schneider. That's like the lowest of the low. So I, yeah. I, I can't, no, I can't jump on board with that joke. Imagine okay. if mustaches come back. Like, imagine if, you know, in, in, you know, 15, 20 years, all the young kids have mustaches again. Hopefully oh, not. They will. No, yeah. they will. Ugh. Trust me. I think it's going to happen. It's cyclical. Yeah. The 80s were big for mustaches. Yes. I, I think Don Johnson could have if he had wanted to. Well, yeah, he had the cool factor. He could have had a mustache. He had done whatever you he know. wanted. Yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford could have done a, you know. I think Harrison Ford did have a mustache in something. No, he had a be- no. That uh, no, he had a full beard in. Um, uh, crap. I have no idea what you're talking about. The Fugitive. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, in the beginning of the Fugitive, he had I a didn't big kill fl- my yeah. wife. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to watch Community. There's, there's a whole oh, thing there. God. Community. I keep hitting my microphone with my hat. <laughs> Sorry, Fridays listeners. on NBC. Oh, Ten dude. years ago. <laughs> so we just saw an awesome stunt where. Where Jackie Gleason went in front of a truck and he was hit by a snowman. Yes. And what you have to realize is these were real stunts. There was no computer generated imaging, right. nothing. It when had see, to be done. Yeah. When you see the car like land on the truck bed later in the movie, just all that just had to be really magnificently timed because I, I, you said they went through four of the blocker cars. They went but through you got to wonder them, how yeah. many other cars they went through. Well, for they, those stunts. They, I know for the bridge one, they, they had to put a rocket in it. Um, which this wait? Was, see, you mean I can't jump my Kia over a broken bridge? Actually, your Kia probably has more horsepower than, than, than the 1977 <laughs> Pontiac uh, Trans Am. Okay, yeah, fair enough. That's one of the things that, like, you know, Europe used to look at American cars and go 180 horsepower. Like we have bicycles that <laughs> generate more than 180 <laughs> horsepower. Pretty sure um, my little Razor scooter moves faster than that, and they can go around you know corners. But weren't um, these juiced? Wasn't the car juiced a little bit? I, when they I, peeled out, it was to be something going on under the hood there. Hal Needham saw an ad for the 70, I might be getting the years wrong, but I think for the 77 Pontiac, um, um, shit, Trans Am. Trans Am. Yep. And he said, that's it. That's the bandit's car. So he gets in touch with Pontiac and they basically say, yeah, we'll give you four cars. The problem is we don't have four of the 1977s yet. They're brand new. Like we haven't made them. So they actually took 76s. Oh, they the changed them. Yeah. And they, they put the front ends of 77 Trans Ams on them uh, with the rectangular uh, headlights. Okay. And um, they did. So they, they, they weren't juiced up. They were sort of just kind of stuck together. Huh. And it was, I think it was kind of lucky for everyone that the cars made it to the end of the movie. Well, regardless. Because they were also Pontiac Trans Ams. Well, this movie actually ended up doubling the sales for those Trans Ams. Oh, God, so, yeah. Uh, either way, it looked cool. So I guess that's what they were really going for at the end of the day. And I, Jason, I was going to ask And the Cadillac you, Escalade. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Jason, so, I was going to ask you, was there a lot of undercrank used in this movie, do you think? or Because I know you're not a fan of no, that. No, I don't think there was a lot of undercrank. I think the only no. time I think it happened was when Fred, uh, the dog, runs away from Snowman yeah. and he just peels out toward yeah. the lake. I think they had to use a little undercrank because yeah. the little Basset Hound's legs were too short to I, I think make him run very fast. I think that's one of the advantages of having Hal Needham as the director because you know he's a stunt guy. He knows how to drive. He knows how to do the stunts. You that's know. true. You don't he had his own toy set. You could buy a Hal Needham stunt toy set. Really? Very briefly. They actually and it came with a little Hal Needham 
that, oh, that would, oh, that's cute. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I want one. Yeah, the, apparently they're, in, if you can find one, they're super expensive. I'm we'll see sure. if we can advertise yeah. it on our show notes of, yes. for Amazon. They're probably about $7,000 these Jeff days. Bezos, if you're listening, and we know you are, mm-hmm. you can both afford it and find it. Yes, so, make it happen. You know. make and it if so. you buy four of them, you could fund another Smoking in the Bandit Yeah, movie. you probably could. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there you go. I'm amazed they haven't rebooted it. Especially with how much money right. this you made. You are right. How much I, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, I want some numbers. $127 million. <gasps> or 120... From uh, 4 million? From 4 million. Or was in, it three? In 1977. Holy okay, cow. yeah. Number one, it, it? it beat Star Wars. <laughs> yes, it, it's a bigger, it was a bigger it hit than Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. It did a great job, so... You can he read was the numbers worth right that there. $1 million. Yes. Yeah, he he yeah. really made it happen, because he, he was the... the one of the biggest box office stars in the world at the time. So him joining the project just, you know, shot it up into the stratosphere. It made the whole project. I, I, I cannot use my phone, uh, so I can't. Yeah, we'll mess up the yeah, microphone. Look, if, if one I of you might has a phone, have it somewhere in. <coughs> well, no, because I, I want to know when I want to know when Sharky's machine came out. Oh, that I don't have any of that in front of me. Okay, for those of you playing at home, the answer <laughs> yes. is. Tweet it at us. No, I'm going to put it <laughs> at five 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 one two one two. The other, the other, uh, you know, Georgia movie because it was uh, Sharky's yeah. Machine, Deliverance. I was going to say Deliverance. Oh yeah. Was it yes. Burt Reynolds, the man in that? <laughs> of course. On the was. raft <laughs> with the vest. You knew that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Because if you didn't, you need to get on your Archer references. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really all right. Fun. Okay, I'm going to get back on the horse. Back it's all the about goes there It's about the survival, Lana. And they just jumped the bridge. Yeah, they did. And that was one car down. I'm sure yeah. the suspension didn't. And there's oh, yeah. a there's well a good there. joke in that moment too because uh, one of the cops is saying there. Oh, uh, if you wreck this cop car, it's coming out of your next paycheck. I don't care if your daddy's the mayor. <laughs> yeah. And he stops right in right on time until Buford smashes into the back of him and pushes him oh. into the into the creek. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some really good comedic moments in this movie. And it, it, sure. you know. We also, I think, forget too just how big of a deal Jackie Gleason. Oh, was. oh, God, huge! He, was how many more movies did he make after this? Well, he was mm-hmm. in, he was in the other Smoky and oh, the Bandits, was. okay. wasn't he? I, I think he was in at least the second one, because I know in the third one it was like uh, uh, Jerry Reed was the Bandit in right. the third one. And I mean, nobody saw that it. Kind of so fell it off. No, I didn't yeah. know it even well, existed. And when they, yeah. um, when the movie actually went to television, Jackie Gleason was one of the only ones who didn't come back to uh, dub over his lines because when it went to TV, there was a lot of inappropriate language in the movie. So they had to do the whole yippee kaye, <laughs> melon farmer, and come back and, uh, you know, change like how Jackie Gleason would say some bitch every 30 some seconds. Yeah, what did they replace some bitch with? Scumbum. Scumbum. Scum, you bunch of scumbums. Exactly. <laughs> but it was, and, by that point, it was the 80s, and that, that probably worked. There were yeah. probably kids running around with shirts that said scumbum. Well, on especially it. because the actor <laughs> yeah. who played Fred Flintstone on the Flintstones was the one who took Jackie Gleason's place when Jackie Gleason didn't come back to dub over his lines. So Ooh. I think Fred Flintstone could pull, could pull off scumbum pretty well. Probably so. That sounds like something he would say to Barney at the at the bowling alley. Um, we can know, talk about Jackie Gleason. I would like to. You know, yeah. there there are some very he was he was an interesting guy. You know, uh, he was a big guy, always overweight. The, the great one. The great one. That was Larger his nickname. Than life. Great dancer, though. Oh, yeah. He was, a, you know, he was of amazing. Of all things. Um, yeah. Have I would, you, no, I would never have guessed that. Was he really a good dancer? Oh, he was absolutely, he was amazing. He was like, 
He could, he could, you know, he yeah. could dance on the honeymooners, you know. And they, well, they, they made a joke. Mallory Archer made a joke about that on Archer once, where it was like, it's like looking at Jackie Gleason dance. It's <gasps> like it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not sure how I didn't catch that. Yep. But she's always disparaging and backhanded, well, so yeah. uh, you never know. If she's yeah. genuinely. I think, I think she something. was saying something about Pam, probably. Oh, that would that uh, would yeah. actually make sense. But have you ever heard the story about Jackie Gleason and the aliens? Negative. So two things that you love, <laughs> yeah. worlds yes. collide. No, like the weirdest of the kooky conspiracy theory stories. Do tell. Is that Jackie Gleason was friends with Richard Nixon. And that's a fact. I mean, that's like a thing. He was friends yeah. with Nixon. Okay. There is an entire conspiracy. You can go and look up Jackie Gleason, Richard Nixon, and aliens. <laughs> and there's a whole thing no, I- about how Richard Nixon one day... Like, he told Jackie Gleason, for some reason, um, come to the White House. I want to show you something. And sure. Jackie Gleason shows up at the White House, and they go and they get on a plane, and they fly to Area 51 or wherever. And Richard before Nixon... Before the Naruto run, I'm assuming. Yeah, before that. Yeah. Oh, okay, a yeah. little before that. And and uh, Richard Nixon proceeds to show Jackie Gleason the aliens, the the preserved aliens. And, and <laughs> there's like... <laughs> There's literally pages and pages on the internet of people trying to like look at Richard Nixon's schedule and look at Jackie Gleason's and trying to figure out when were they together and when did this and where did Nixon go and what was the official story and people actually no it's a real thing no that's like people trying to figure out what game Ferris Bueller and Cameron went to uh, in Ferris Bueller's day off they they literally tried to track it back guys get a job yeah seriously. Hey, we've got to have our John Nashes in the world with their conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah, we, we need those people too. Keeps that was keeps a exciting, life exciting. That's a movie nobody remembers. Someone's got to write the tabloids. Does, do either of you remember Conspiracy Theory? Yes, with Mel Gibson and Patrick Stewart. I loved Conspiracy yeah. Theory. I ruined it for so many people, though. Why? Because uh, when we saw it, this was back when Mel Gibson was a big draw. Okay. Is this the, unless I'm mixing them up? This one had Julia Roberts too, right? Or am I thinking of a different one? I th- no, I, I think you're right. She was the love interest because yeah. I, I think she was like a therapist or something. I don't remember, but yeah, I th- yeah. It was also back when Julia Roberts was a big draw. Yes, this is yeah. But <laughs> we were she, they we, were once a big deal. Yeah, it was a big thing. Um, Mel Gibson was like Arbert Reynolds. You know? Yeah, I'll go with you on yeah. that because oh, you know she will. She oh, just yeah. loves. <laughs> if my tombstone indicates anything, hindsight is <laughs> yes. hell. Yes, I'll go with you on this one. But the movie conspiracy theory, when we saw it, uh, there's a whole thing where, like uh, Mel Gibson, who's a character who's obsessed with conspiracy theories, obviously, and he keeps thinking that NASA is doing things. Yes, and. It's not really a big plot point in the movie because there's this actual thing where he discovers a real conspiracy theory and Patrick Patrick Jerry Stewart's there movie. and it's yeah whatever. It's the whole thing. But but it, when we left, there was this line of people walking or waiting to get into the movie as we were walking out, and I turned to my friend and I just said, "I can't believe it was NASA the whole time." Uh, uh, <laughs> and there were all these people in uh, line went. <laughs> but then I thought I didn't ruin it for them. I made it better. Well, I've got I can actually top that ruining a movie story because it turns out hindsighters. I called the Sixth Sense when it came out on video. I would no shit. Yeah, really? um, wow. I hadn't seen. It. I never saw it in theaters. Are you psychic? Maybe. Maybe she sees dead people. Yeah. 
How many are in here right now with us? I feel dead people. Yeah. No, you guys. Oh no, that's that's called uh, necrophilia, <laughs> oh, my friend. Yeah. Oh gross. Um, actually, you guys are the dead people. That's why I spend so much time with you because I'm oh, the oh, only one who can. God, smush. that that explains so much. I should have told you this earlier. <laughs> oh my god. I know we've fine. known each other a while now, fellas, but I, yeah. I didn't want to burst your bubble. So sorry. That's, I'm totally cool with that. No, but I did. I did actually call the Sixth Sense. Just guessing at it, I was with my friend uh, from middle school, and we had sat down to watch it on Abraham VHS. Lincoln. Uh, yes. <laughs> and we had sat down to watch it, and she was like, oh, you haven't seen this movie yet? It's so good. Let's watch it. And the scene where Bruce Willis walks into the church to meet Haley Joel Osment. And for those of you who don't know. I'm about to spoil don't. this movie for you, so yes. tune out right now. Yeah. No, but uh, Haley Joel Osment asked Bruce Willis, are you a good psychologist? And he goes, I used to be. And I was like, what, is he dead? And my friend goes, yeah, how did you know? And I was like, oh, my God. Um, oh, well, she shouldn't have I done that. <laughs> she ruined it. I've given her crap about it for 20 Yeah, no years. shit, man. <laughs> well, that's like, I told you the story about uh, the usual suspects, right? No. This might be a new one. When we were in college. Oh, there they go down the football field. Yes, yes. Forrest Gump's conception. That's where Forrest Gump was conceived. <laughs> Your story. I'm and I just, I just, I just love that he's just lighting a cigarette. God damn, the 70s are great. Well, because was... he wasn't a smoker, because uh, he was getting on to Sally Field for smoking. He goes, that's yeah. really bad for your health, you know. And then she starts to stress him out with her driving, and he, <laughs> he, he's, lights, he lights up, up and she's like, yeah, see, it feels great, doesn't it? But it's got yeah, a filter. Watch, so it's it, got a filter, so it's how safe. Does, how did that antenna make it through there? And how is that so well, obviously not Sally around. Field? <laughs> it couldn't be less Sally Field. No. Yeah. And this is where they crash through. Now watch the antenna. It, the antenna can't survive. It doesn't. Oh, but it did. It, it, no, it came off. It came off. <laughs> it but totally came it's off. back on later. But it's back. It is hey. back on later. Well, that's like, I th- that's like the fenders on the uh, the Cadillac. You know, oh, they just yeah. they fall off. They're back. <laughs> yeah. They change colors because they had more than one car, but the fenders were different colors. <laughs> eh, hell with it. And no one will notice. It's the 70s. Everyone's yes. going to be stoned anyway. Well, speaking of that, it, like this rate... This is almost more dangerous than Death Race 2000 because there were only four, five cars involved in that. And, and these now, were actually going pretty fast. Yeah, these ones were yeah. actually moving. They're not crappy. Right, uh, yeah. You know, speed up the, or slow down the film. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> have to, you speed didn't have to do any of the undercrank or anything like that because <laughs> these cars were actually crossover. moving. Crossover, Death Race and Smoking and the Bandit. And Forrest Gump. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Do it. Because, you know, the Bandit would just look at Frankenstein and just laugh at him. Oh, yeah. He'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> you better do that at least five more I know, times for I know. this episode. What was it, nine? In uh, the, uh, yes, yeah, in, like, uh, I've in do Band that. from Jupiter, his episode where uh made my dad actually want to try out watching Archer, where Archer's trying to get these oh, two girls to not? go home with him. And he's like, yeah, I've got this hot tub at my place if you want to come back with me. And she goes, oh, yeah, but we've got to wait on my friend. He goes, of course we're going to wait on her. She's the hot one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Burt Reynolds laughs at him when she slaps him and runs off. And that's the f- and he la- that's the first thing you hear of him in that episode, too, is his laugh. Sterling loves Burt Reynolds. Oh, I, always thought that, down and down. I always thought that was Richard Petty, yeah, Richard which doesn't Petty. even merit a response, mother. <laughs> Why a... was he dressed as Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys, if you don't watch Rick and Morty, Archer, and BoJack Horseman, why are you even listening to the three of us anymore? We don't know. Because we have smooth voices. Yeah, oh, I like to hear them. And faces only a radio late, could Late love. night According to you. I had to drop that. Yeah. That's an old joke. I'd hope you appreciate it. Nothing that's why personal. I'm wearing, that's why I'm wearing hats, so you can obscure my, my provo. That, that's actually the thing about the, pod, the whole podcast thing, that, that it's almost a downside there, because you, you're spoiled for choice. There's so many 
things you can listen to. It's true. You know? It's a listener's I mean, market for sure. It is. Now, I mean, very so few. So we appreciate every last one of you. Well, I mean, very, I mean, that those are just smelly old podcasts, you know, I mean, they're, they're not the ones that make the seamless transition to video. Yes. Now, I have a question about 70s movies. Was there the requisite objectification of women and slight racist undertones, which I did. Oh, there were definitely racial undertones for sure, especially with the the black sheriff who tries to get Buford to chill out in his pursuit of the bandit because, yeah, Buford rolls up calling him boy. Oh, yeah. But but it... But Free. that's the thing, though. Like, he shows up calling him boy, and you can see the cop getting pissed oh, off yeah, at him. Oh, yeah, you see him getting really... And it's like, no, you don't get to do that. <laughs> you, you look, yeah. I, I, your voice makes you seem a lot taller. Something like, <laughs> I forget what comment he made. But it's like, what's the world coming to? And that was ad-libbed. Oh, well, most that, of Gleason's most, lines most, were. Almost, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think almost everything Jackie Gleason said, like the whole thing with the, uh, the choke and puke, that was... Jackie Gleason came up with that. Was it really? That was his idea. I like that. And the uh, the Diablo sandwich and all that. That was all Jackie Gleason. I like you know? it. He was the great one. You well, know? I mean, who's going to do snappy dialogue with me with, you know, undercurrents of sexual yeah. tension, Lana? And they, <laughs> but they've got a lot of that, obviously. Uh, the bandit and frog in the car. Where, what is, because why does he nickname her frog, gentlemen? Do we remember? Oh, shit. Uh, she's not, I, she, I obviously remember Adam. He wants, <laughs> he wants her to hop on him. Uh, you're close. So, like, she's a frog. Why frog? He says, well, you're cute like a frog. You're hopping all around like a frog. And I'd like to hop on you like a frog or right. something or like, like that. I'd like to jump yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd like to jump you, jump you. That's, oh, Me, yeah, meanwhile, they, meanwhile, Jerry Reed is, you know, up to his waist in water trying to get a dog. <laughs> yeah, know, Fred just runs about? off. Yeah, oh, Fred. Fred. They, Fred ran into the lake. I know, swimming. but why did they need to do that? Did they need to fill some time? Well, I th- I th- I'm not yeah. sure, but uh, you know, Burt Reynolds actually picked out the dog. To no, be I didn't know that. He handpicked him. And the reason why he did it was because of all the dogs he could have chosen, Burt Reynolds handpicked this basset hound because it didn't follow instructions. Oh. And so maybe that was just sort of a hint toward... And Hal that Needham went, oh, come on, man. Seriously, God. <laughs> God damn it. You gotta do that to me? <laughs> now, is there a story behind him breaking the fourth wall, which he did? He did a lot, yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved that, where he just grins at the camera. I think he, he looks left, he looks right, and he looks and... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was just Burt Reynolds just doing like, his thing. Just, and they kept it. Yeah, and some, he could. Yeah, exactly. He was such a big deal that, you know, you know? added a little charm to the moment. He's a very charismatic man. Well, I mean, you know, if you want to see... This era, Burt Reynolds, you know, in in and you know, sexual undertones and, and subtle racism. <laughs> Seriously, you got to watch Sharky's Machine. Okay. Um, for one thing, you won't get that bit on Bob's Burgers where the raccoons are walking down the street and they're playing Street Life until you see that movie because that's where it's from. True story. Yeah, um, but it's uh, it his. It's it's another one of those Georgia Burt Reynolds movies where he even like you know like he tells the bad guy you know what really pisses me off is you're from out of town. <laughs> he's serious, that's a line in the movie because yep. he's Italian. Mm. The bad guy. Well, he also did that that series Hawk where Hawk. The, oh, <laughs> the guy I was, forgot about oh. I forgot about Hawk. Yes. Where the guy was part Indian. <laughs> right. He was part Indian. Right. <laughs> But so was Bert, right? Wasn't he part Cherokee? <laughs> That's what you're telling us. So can the are you angling Operation your shirt? Operation CIA the made me want to be a spy. 
So I, I, wore, I wore plaid to be a little bit redneck, yeah. and I wore the eagle. That is an awesome shirt. For Native American. Right. I was going to get, I actually, I found. And the mustache. I found the. Uh, I think uh, they've uh, noticed the mustache. Yeah. It. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's not. It's working. It's, it's not subtle. It's working. Um, <laughs> I found the, uh, the, you can get the Jerry Reed, the, the, hat, the hat that Jerry Reed wears, but I couldn't get it in time for the show. So, well, unless you know. our hindsighters are really sharp on our Instagram, they won't recognize this hat. Uh, I recycled it from night shift. Yeah. Cause since I moved, I can't find my real cowboy hat and that's the real travesty. Yeah. I found a place that you can buy the exact hat that Burt Reynolds wears in the movie, Ooh. but it doesn't come with the, uh. The, like the, the band. silver band, uh, so it's like, well, what? What the hell's the point? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna look like the bandit. I mean. Operation CIA. That movie was just god awful. <laughs> <laughs> it, was. it was. No, mom, I'm a cop because of Die Hard. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, had to make a Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah, reference just you. for you. Thank you. But yeah. So where are we, guys? Um, <laughs> the car is running. Shockingly, Burt Reynolds and Sally Field are in a car. They're in a car. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, th- see, that's something you can appreciate about the movie is that despite the fact that it is just the two people sitting in the car together for a lot of it, there's still so much action and it's so well paced that it never, there's never a lull. No. It's never, you do never. have those no. little one-offs where, yeah, no. uh, Snowman is chasing well, Fred the, and whatever, the, but it's still funny. The editors and... Uh, you know, hindsighters, tell, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I'm oh, pretty sure that the uh, the movie actually got an Academy Award nomination for editing. Oh, uh, yeah, I can find that in my I don't, notes. I don't, so think they, they, I don't think they won, but it's, you know, it's an honor. It was a smooth it's, film. I, yeah. I, yes. It's an From honor start just to, to be nominated. Okay, so Star Wars, uh, and the reason, part of the reason why Star Wars uh, did not win in the box office against Smokey and the Bandit, uh, sort of going back to that, is because... Star Wars was only playing in 43 screens while yeah. and it was running on 498 so it had a slight advantage and yeah. uh but yeah um, in the long run I mean Star every, Wars made it, more money every, every theater in the south <laughs> but yeah uh, both yeah. of the movies were they were both up for the same Oscar which you said Jason was for best editing okay. and Star Wars won that one so and fair play yeah you know fair play um it, it I think it should have you know, Jerry Reed should have won an Academy Award for Eastbound East and Down. Down. It was a great, which he wrote. Song. He wrote. He sat down. He wrote so, it in a few hours. Yeah, he just sat down and wrote it. And uh-huh. he, he went to um, Hal Needham. Hal Needham, and said, "Look, here it is." And he plays it, and Hal Needham didn't say anything. And he's like, "No, Look. he stopped him <clears throat> before he was even done." Oh, playing. he didn't finish it. Yeah, and so that's why Jerry Reed thought that he hated it, and he was like, "Oh my god!" He was backtracking. He was, "I'll, yeah. I'll change it. I'll change it." He goes, "If you change one word, yeah, I'm gonna flip out. It's yeah. perfect." No, it, it was more like, if is. you change one goddamn word of this song, I'll kill you. Yeah, it was yeah. a little more. I mean, it, uh, yeah. emphatic than that. <laughs> yeah, and that was it, and that was Jerry the Jerry Reed anthem. And it was oh, the anthem of a generation. It was. Of and rednecks. hell, we still say, <laughs> if Archer's still referencing it, you know, 30 odd years later, yeah. for sure. Well, but, you know, Archer's, a, yeah, hey, that's a Georgia franchise. Made. It, yeah, yeah it's made in Georgia. Right. But uh, we just passed it. But Adam, this part made me think about you when the one of the first cop cars winds up in a creek. It reminded me of the fisherman in Death Race <laughs> outrunning oh, that yes, car that, yes. when Sylvester Stallone ran him over. And I think 90% of the cop cars in this movie wind up in some sort of body of water, whether it's yeah, a creek, yeah, a lake, a, a pond. <laughs> it doesn't Junior, matter. Junior's still holding his hat and they're not even in the car. He's got to serve some purpose, I suppose. <laughs> and it's just the look Jackie Gleason gives him. 
It's just some so... Bitch. And some what bitch. kind of... A, what mustache is Jackie Gleason working with in this movie? It's, it's a little pencil mustache. Uh, uh, is that uh, what it is? It's a pencil... It's a cop. It's, a, it's an asshole cop mustache. <laughs> That's what I didn't he, know there was an actual category. Oh, here, look. Yeah. Look, they even got the token Asian driver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, the door. yes. So they were progressive in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get that as evidence. God knows. <laughs> Kamikaze. You gotta, you gotta wonder what the writers were thinking when they did all this stuff. It is, it's classic. They were thinking, okay. "Shit, my doobie went out. Give me a cigarette. Give me a lighter." <laughs> okay, so then this Asian dude shows up. Are we out of cocaine? Yeah. All right, let's start on the weed. <laughs> but I do love the scene when the one. One state trooper starts dressing down Jackie Gleason, and you think, okay, he's got the best of Jackie, but Jackie stands up and takes him oh, down. The guy is apologizing yep. to Jackie Gleason. <laughs> by the end of his speech. By the end of it. Yeah. It was just, it was wonderful. Wonderful from start You know, You know, Junior's a pretty strong guy to be able to take a, a car door and just sort oh, of yeah. turn around yeah, and Yeah, I was wondering about that. I don't know if anyone's seen a car door from 1977. <laughs> yeah. but they, they were, were actually made out of metal? Yes. Very yeah. metal. Yeah, they were pretty solid, rugged right. things, you know. I was wondering about that, if one of y'all had a story behind it, because you always know about the practical effects in movies, Jason, but that, I was like, did he really lift that whole I mean, car door it by himself? Looks, it looks like a car door. Um Oh, and I love this part, too, because everybody at this point... It's, it's, <laughs> they all it's, have CBs. It's the Everyone's cops versus the outlaws in the CB. Oh, race. yeah. Like, and now there's even this little old like, church lady, and she's gotten into trouble on purpose with the law Could just so be... she can distract... Satan? Yeah, <laughs> Ma'am, you know you're supposed to actually signal when you turn. Oh, is that right? Like, she's just being <laughs> yeah. this little old bitty to distract yeah. the policeman from bandit zooming right past. Well, I, I think in the 70s, the police were hard on truckers, weren't they? They were always dressing them down, shaking them down. Oh, yeah. And but they were probably doing a lot more illegal activities back then, yeah. too. Well, they allude to that, too, because uh, yeah. not Jerry Reed's truck, but they, they bust another trucker bringing the cores across yeah. state lines toward the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah. So they do allude to how they were really hardcore on all the truckers. But there, well, was, a lot of, there was a lot of anti-authority yeah. movies, uh, yeah. if you remember... What was it? A convoy. Convoy. Right. Remember White Line Fever? The <laughs> yeah. truck driver, you know, against Glasshouse, the large corporation. Well, I mean, the 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 truckers back then, it was like we don't realize that today it's, you know, truckers have things in the cab that keep up with how many hours they've been driving and, you know, they have to stop and they have to go They're to They're not sleep. all hopped and, up on Benny's, Benny's no, they, and goofballs anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can't be. They literally can't be, um, except for that one asshole who's always behind me when I'm driving on the interstate. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is one reason why I have a CB, because I've found that if there is that asshole, you'll either say something to him and he'll like immediately, oh, I'm sorry. You know, because you're actually talking to me. Because he know? doesn't that's, expect that's you to call him out. That's not a metaphorical CB. Yeah. Right. You have a No, CB. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many channels? Uh, 24. I mean, it's... It, well, either it, 23 or 40. I'm just wondering which it's, one. It's have. 23, then. Okay. Yeah. But he's never it's, on the channel know, he says yeah. he is. Is it vintage? Yeah. yeah. No, it, no, no. It's, it's you know, Cobra handheld. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But nobody... When I go on road trips now, when I was a kid, because I had one friend who had a CB radio, and it was always so cool when he was with us, because right. we talked to the truckers and stuff. That, that was the Google Maps back then. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. If you if you you know you were stuck in traffic, you'd ask, "Hey, what's going on?" Right. You know. And they've got nowadays, that nowadays view of the of the yeah, road too. Nowadays, I can drive from here to Orlando, Florida, with the CB on on channel nineteen was 19. the big was the big yeah. station, and not hear anything the wow. entire trip. 
Dead air. Well, people air. are busy listening to our podcast, so exactly. they, they don't want to be on the CB radio anymore. <laughs> There's truckers with their fishnets and their Blue high heels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, is he did. Very... Is that our listener? Yeah, I think so. Fishnets and... Oh, look, there's a craft service table. At least table. our <laughs> At the very least. They can't drive. <laughs> they have to get their mother took their the mother, keys away. <laughs> yeah, their mom took the keys away. <laughs> That's why they're stuck in the basement, yeah. listening to us still and squanching. Oh, is is this the scene where Jerry Reed runs afoul? He does. Um, he, he takes a bit of a beating. <laughs> well, he doesn't well, lose a tooth. Though. Yeah. Fred runs afoul, really, because uh, Jerry Reed stops for, what does he call it, go-go juice? Yeah, when he's stopping juice, for gas. Yeah. And he takes Fred into this little dive next door to get something to eat, and then somebody claims that Fred bit him. Yeah, and, well, while he's on the phone with his wife. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I think that was one of the final straws, because he had to hang up on her very suddenly. Yeah. She, yes. You could tell just he's like no no I, okay i love you too i gotta go and yeah uh you know he's quick to fight an entire bar over fred and i was like you know what i'd get into a bar fight oh yeah Lily, over, who, my, over your dog who i have to yeah. announce she turned 10 today oh, big birthday oh, for, nice Millie. Applause for Millie. cheers she's yes. going scuba diving yes she is just <laughs> like you and david yes i got her a special doggy <clears throat> life vest which by the way scuba diving this yes. weekend, first time ever done it. How was and it? And it was the single most enjoyable experience of my life. I am shocked. Keep hitting this damn thing. I am shocked by how much fun scuba is. I mean, That's I cool. I expected there to be this like, you know, honestly, I expected to not enjoy it. I was, you know, like, ah, okay. Why? Yeah. Ah, I don't know. Like, okay, you have to breathe through this machine and... A little Darth Vader-esque. Yeah, I don't, you know, like, ah, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable or whatever. And no, you literally, I don't want to say it's easy, because obviously it's not. No, it takes re- concentration, coordination, like it's got, there's some skill but involved. It, it isn't easy, but it's the most natural damn thing in the world. And I highly, highly recommend anybody who is in the the sort of Atlanta area, the, the place we went to is a place called Sea Ventures, mm-hmm. and they're not sponsors. I'm just saying because... Yeah, we actually was, mentioned some companies just because we like them. Yeah, I mean, you know, seriously, yeah. Like Ferry and Brewing. Like Ferry and Brewing. Uh, they do a thing every Sunday called Try Scuba, mm-hmm. and it's like 50 bucks, and it's two hours long, and it's literally, you've got instructors in the water with you, they give you a little sort of briefing. They show you how to use the gear. And then it's, you've got like an hour and a half of just in the pool with scuba. Sweet. And it is, I literally, I sat on the bottom of a pool for 10 minutes. <laughs> just Because you could. Because I could. It's surreal. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, it is. I'm so I've just, never been scuba diving, so I imagine it would be pretty neat, it. though. You should do it. I may have to give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. Do the try scuba thing. It's really, uh, Steve and Steve were the instructors. So we have, <laughs> I had the Steves. Um, the Steves. The Steves. And uh, it was absolutely awesome. And it's cool because since it's not the class, they're really like, you know, they're not trying to teach you how to use all the gear and stuff. So they just well, and like you don't have to worry to about currents and like specific depths and all the other. Oh, you're in math you're in five feet it. of water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, because I know people go at the aquarium, and I guess the only thing you really have to worry about in that big tank is whether one of the animals might hurt you. Yeah, right? and it's not. Eh. Yeah, but hopefully not. The only thing you have um, to worry about is holding your breath and going to the surface. That's how you yeah. embolize. Mm. Yeah, you pop your lungs. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah that is the tricky it's part dangerous. of the process. That's the dangerous piece. As long as you keep breathing, you keep your airway open, you're fine. Yeah. Well, that's good. Speaking of keeping your airway open, uh. it looks like they're, they're <laughs> kissing now. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Adam's favorite scene. Oh, I love this scene because it's a good kiss. It's not like a cheesy. No. It's not well, I mean, cheesy movie kiss. It's, it's Burt Reynolds and Sally Field. Well, yeah, <laughs> and she even said she was like, "You could see it on our faces. We were totally smitten with yeah. each other." And it, 
they yeah she said it was all very real and very intense so well they yeah. say they say you know it's a good kiss when the director says cut and the kiss doesn't stop that's i've seen that happen that happened on malcolm in the mm. middle with brian cranston and uh, i'm forgetting the actress who plays the mom they were they were in a pew at church i want to say and they were making out for some inappropriate <laughs> reason and the director yelled cut and that neither of them heard it so they were just like going to town on each other making or, out really hard or, or like they could. or like the love of your life Alexander Skarsgård? Nope. Which, which, well, got so many loves. Ah, come on, The Princess Bride. Oh, Carrie Elways. Carrie Elways, and, um, come on. A Forrest Gump's wife? Uh, Jenny. Mrs. Underwood. (laughs) Robin Wright. Robin Robin Wright. Wright. Robin Wright. Yes. 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 Uh, Because it was the same thing there, right? They would yell cut and they would just keep going. Well, no, it's not that they would keep going. They kept messing up on purpose so that Mm. they would have to recut the scene so that they could kiss each other again. Yeah. Because, yeah, even Carrie always was, I think he said it in his book, actually. You do want to be a little careful with that. You don't want it to be like where they yell cut and you just keep going and suddenly it becomes very uncomfortable for everyone. And it's way too. Obvious. Whereas if you're like, oh, it trips. Oh no, I have to kiss Robin yeah. again. Now Dang, guys. Oh, let's reshoot now that. We know. But he did say that in his book that now you know, we know all the secrets. Read Carrie's book, guys. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, but he did say how uh, you know. <laughs> but if you buy from Amazon, go to our website first. Please click start on the your link. session with us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, but he did say how uh, I. He didn't say the thing about repeating kisses, but he did say how you know playing her. Her dark night made him feel like protective okay. of her and whatnot. So remake, reboot, Smoking the Bandit. I was about Carrie to Carrie as Snowman. <gasps> a snowman. I'm in for that. Okay. Carrie Elways as Jerry Reed. Yay. Okay. But who is Who's Bert, the bandit? Who is Burt Reynolds? Oof, well, that's re- we're re- okay, we're rebooting it. Who is Burt Reynolds? Mm. Mm. It's tough. Mm. Are we are we going with a younger <laughs> just, guy or like yeah. does it could be anyone? Could, could be, be anyone. Who do you want? Who do you want? Mm. H. John Benjamin. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Ten dad gun for. He'd be a very very short bandit. Be, he'd be a very <laughs> underwhelming. Bandit, yeah, he would. Yeah. Be. <laughs> as only if you could get Amber Nash as you know his girlfriend. And Johnny Depp is. Burt Reynolds in. <laughs> oh, I'm so in for that. He and Carrie always together. I, 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 it would be an interesting dynamic to say the least. Would that work? Could well, Johnny Depp tra- do it? Of course could he could. could. They'd be transporting adult diapers. Come on. They're <laughs> yeah, old, they're all, guys, they are old. You know? They are old. Yeah. It's a little harsh I'm, coming yeah. from the peanut gallery over there. <laughs> okay, point taken. I'll move on quickly. <laughs> but but no, I was thinking someone young, maybe someone in their late twenties, early thirties. Well, there's the easy answer for any reboot. Ryan Reynolds. Well, okay. He'd be really funny. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say. Um, Crap, you said Ryan Reynolds, and Sorry. I lost it. I'm, I'm old. Uh, Jurassic World. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Because you can reboot any movie that you like. Just put Chris and Pratt in it, and he's got that flippant, charismatic sense of humor, too. Actually, so Chris that... Pratt with a mustache could do it. Oh, hell yes, he could. Yeah. Ooh, I would actually, yeah, all right. Yeah, I think he would be good. Yeah, actually, okay, so, pull it off. so Chris Carrie Pratt always and Chris Carrie Pratt. Always. Absolutely. Who is, who is uh, who's I, almost, I almost said Meg Ryan. Who's Frog? <laughs> who's Sally Field? Yeah, who's um, Sally Field? Um, I think Mila Kunis could do it. Oh yeah, she's okay. pretty funny. Yeah, Mila Kunis. Yeah, she'd be actually. Great. I think the hardest person to cast would be Jackie Gleason. Oh, absolutely. Because no Will Ferrell. No. Okay. Absolutely. No not. to Will. No, Ferrell. that would just it would add a. Phil Hartman could have done it, but yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. There is no Jackie Gleason. I don't know. Johnny could almost be Jackie Gleason because he's got that, and he's got this really, he's got a penchant for playing only the zany characters because when they remade, um, uh, not Zorro, uh, Tonto and... Uh, yeah, yeah, Batman, we know. Batman. No, he wanted to be Tonto. <laughs> they, no, the Lone Ranger. When the Lone they remade Ranger. it, they wanted Johnny to be the Lone Ranger, but he said, no, I want to be Tonto. So he would probably go for the Jackie Gleason now, what about, we were just talking about him before. He's a great character actor. He played John Adams in the movie John Adams. Oh, Paul Giamatti. What about yeah. Giamatti? Paul Giamatti. I think yeah. he would work. Oh, he'd yeah. be amazing, yeah. <laughs> he would oh, be good. I may have to go with that. Yeah, yeah I, I love Paul Giamatti. Shall we know. pitch it? To I, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's yeah. Warner Brothers, uh, if you're interested, our so, website is hindsight.show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all we right, have all so, sorts of golden ticket so ideas. Let's, so we'll write it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, yeah, the hat on the antenna. Of course, now he'd be very respectful towards women, even though it's Burt Reynolds. Women didn't want him to respect. Women threw themselves at Burt Reynolds. (laughs) You know, it's like yeah, it's like maybe Pamela Anderson and going, "Please respect me." Respect my at personal l- space. At least three times tonight. Well, Eliza Schleisinger has a great joke about that. I'm sure I'm butchering her last name, but she said, yeah, I mean, it's okay to be creepy with girls as long as you're hot. Um, when you're hitting on a girl at a bar, it's like, oh, get away from me, you male model. Ew. Well, no, that never look, happens. Let, let's, yeah, let's, never all, happens. Yeah, let's be honest. Well, yeah. <laughs> I bring, Dave Chappelle does a great bit about you know, the difference between Harvey Weinstein casting and Brad Pitt. I mean, if it was Brad Pitt, it's like, I got the part. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's Chris Hemsworth? Oh, <laughs> I know. You know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped on that opportunity <laughs> like a frog. <laughs> it's sort of like, whoa, you're sexually harassing me? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so honored. Honored. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's why, like, if, if there was a Twilight, if the Twilight Zone was real and there were, like, mirrored universes, you know, because, oh, if men had to put up with this stuff, it'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, no, yet another joke, and I can't remember which You movie. go to a bar and all the women are hitting on you and, like, oh, this is terrible. Well, it's like the whole Tinder <clears throat> concept, or grinder concept, because grinder's specific to men, but um, it's like, okay, To women- homosexual men. Yes, but yes. no, I'm, especially the measuring process. So it's not just like who's in your neighborhood. <laughs> like measuring. It's like how far away are they? Oh, I so you meant, it's not just like oh, there's measuring. somebody in the same neighborhood as you that's willing to date you. It's somebody who's four feet away from you on Grinder. So it's it, it. They're so much closer. And somebody was like, they should come up with that app for women. And it was like, no, we can look around and <laughs> yeah, if we proposition a guy, it. he's gonna say yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't need that app. Well, it's whatsoever. like on Bojack when Bojack's sitting on the woman and she leaves, and he just looks at the other. What about you? Okay, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and that's that's that. It's the dynamic. It is. It is men, men and women. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you were in a parallel universe where women act like to act acted like men. Like do. men. I mean, you guys would be in hog heaven. Like it it's would just... be pretty awesome. You know, I mean, again, going to bars would be just. <laughs> Shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. I'm just going to stand here and wait, you know. Let them acclimatize to my presence. But yeah, that's how it works. Or not. Thank depending you. Depending on how you look. Yeah. Thank you, Burt Reynolds, for creating this world we live in. I know. Giving us ladies' standards. That yeah. bastard. <laughs> that rat bastard just screwed all of you over. But, you know, that, but they don't really make... I, I saw a movie the other day I hadn't seen in years. Have you ever seen... I'm going to bet you haven't and you have. Summer of 42. Oh, of course. Amazing. Of course. Amazing. I used to hide upstairs because it was, 
you know, parental discretion. Oh, yeah. Advised. Yeah, it's very so racy. So the parents would be yeah. downstairs, and I'd be on the little TV upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. And it, it's like the ultimate. Oh, it's, do, 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 do. Yeah. It's a coming-of-age movie. Yes. And it's a true Crazy. story. It's a oh, true story. It's beautiful. Um, but I actually found out something, and, you know, not that we'll ever do Summer of 42 on this show. It's not mm. really our sort of thing. But I did find out something interesting, because the whole point of the movie is it's coming-of-age. It's a kid. He's 15. He falls in love with this woman. You know, and and her husband is this guy in the um, you know in the army, and he he goes off to war, and then he he gets killed, and the night that she finds out that he got killed, this fifteen year old shows up, and she's drunk, and they take their clothes off, and she you know, mm-hmm. it's this you know he coming of age. Yeah, I actually found out. I Quite saw. Literally. I read an interview. the The guy who wrote the book because it was all based on like the woman. There's a real person, and she even has the same name as the person, uh, Dorothy, in the movie. Mm. And he said the secret of that movie is that we didn't actually have sex. Um, and it, and everyone who's ever seen this movie has interpreted it as they had sex in the end. is They didn't. They just took their clothes off, and she was so drunk, apparently, that she just sort of passed out. But the movie kind of <laughs> lets you believe it. <laughs> and he, And his whole thing is like... I was 15 years old, and there was a naked woman in the room with me. That's all I needed. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, I'm oh, a man oh, now, oh, <laughs> without even being touched. Yeah, I it have an over. opinion on the capital gains tax now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what stock will you be investing in, son? Mm-hmm. But they don't make they don't make coming of age movies anymore. Stand by me. Great coming of age movie. Okay. Um, Summer forty two, obviously. But they, they used to do. They used to do that though. The, the the movies about young kids, mainly young men, sort of. Figuring well, yeah, out. because if you change the roles in this scenario, it would be a little bit creepier. But well, yeah. <laughs> just, no, but the thing is, back then it took work to get a hold of porn, to have sex with a woman. Yeah. It would. It. it, it it took work. Yeah, you had to put now some effort into it. you just have a handheld device oh, that God, just it's so easy. Kids, brings everything right kids to your door. Kids these days. Yes, it's so easy. Kids these They'll days. They'll never know the struggle. No. Oh, no. No, they will not. No, no. I mean, no, but um, which actually, uh, I saw another story the other day, um, uh, earlier this week, about mm-hmm. another teacher who has been uh, Of course it comes put back it, to a teacher having relations. And again, I'm looking at this story, and it's just scroll down. Let me see the picture of her. Is she hot? Seriously, they're putting her in jail. <laughs> I believe you guys were upset uh, on ten things. I think. Is that, about, did we talk about that? You on? did. You sure? I don't did. remember a lot um, from that one. We know. Yeah. <laughs> we remember. You don't. Hasn't. But y'all were talking about how the the ones that go to prison for uh, the statutory rape on students are always, always. hot. Yeah. Always. If it's a guy who does it, kill him. If it's a hot woman, eh. There's an older you know? man that'll date her, you know, the very next week. So, well, you know, I'm just saying. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's so. sort of tying it back to all of this. It is a different. We have, you know, movie wise, because movies reflect the sort of political environment of the times. You, we talk about remaking Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. Could you though, or would you have Not to make? Vibes, would you so. have to make Frog an independent and strong woman? Who, Frog would have to have her own blocker car, and you know, yeah, she no she exactly yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly no, that's what what the Paul Feig will remake it where the bandit is a woman. Yep. Yeah, and and Fro- oh, I volunteer for that. And Frog is that a woman also. 
You know, right frog now, is I'm, the woman. No, but bandit is you know so frog. Oh, so the bandit yeah, yeah, would be yeah. the girl and frog would be a so guy. So basically, okay. girl on girl. Okay, no wait, actually, wait, hang on. No, 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 no. Oh no! As I say this, I change my mind. I'm in a tiny you got room my with interest these two guys. Now. Send help. <laughs> but, uh, oh, so here's my business card. <laughs> Let's talk. Of all this uh, sexual. <laughs> and one of the women has a fake mustache. You gotta love it. <laughs> It's not as, uh, you know, beautiful uh, as this mustache oh, right here. Look at that know. sexy piece of man right there. I love this part because it's a captain on a police force that uh, Buford busts yeah. with the mobile hooker The truck. mobile hooker mobile. <laughs> what's hilarious is that the, the police from that jurisdiction roll up and they're like, that's our captain. That's not just some random guy you busted. And Buford looks at him and goes, oh, well, maybe the next time you're in an establishment like this, you should have your badge on you or something. And it's like, that makes it so much worse. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's but, okay then. But I do like this about Frog because the, the hookers were actually kind of hitting on the bandit when they said that they were going to distract the police officers for him. And they were like, oh, he goes, oh, sweet. You know, how can I repay you? And they're like, oh, well, you can stop on by, bandit. I know. He, goes, just... he turns them down, but there are women just hitting on the bandit all the way through this journey. <laughs> so wait, because so they just came in... Uh... Uh, to Georgia, phrasing boom, and phrasing <laughs> first. Oh, and there's an evil Knievel. Th there's a sign, you know, it says "Welcome to Georgia," and apparently in 1977 yes. it said "Georgia, state of adventure." Yes, that did say. I wrote that down <laughs> in my notes. But what? I, I, going to the state of adventure. What could what couldn't be a state of adventure when there's you know the hooker mobile riding around? Moonshine. Sure. First yeah. of all, well, moonshine hookers, hookers squeal like a pig. That's a real adventure. That's an adventure. Yes, an adventure <laughs> yeah. with your hand I'm out. Not, do I want to know what we're talking about? Deliverance. Right now? You have no idea. Oh God. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Here, Sorry. Let, let me yeah. help you. <laughs> <laughs> Get that on camera. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, that's the way it's actually done. Actually, grabbing my earring. Jesus. Oh, sorry. And then, and and then, the, the, and the, then the Olympics were here, I, and they were like in the same water. <laughs> imagine, from what you know about me, gentlemen, don't you think I've mentally blocked out a lot of that movie? Yes, so yes, you have. I'm very good at that. Oh. Who was who was that in Deliverance? Who actually was? Who's Ned Beatty? Ned Beatty. Yeah. Ned yes, Beatty. Ned Beatty. God. And Ronnie Cox was the one who died. By the way, we just literally uh, a a news alert: Kirk Douglas. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't want uh -huh. to hear it. Yeah. Kirk Douglas. Uh, I lost Mr. Douglas. One, 103 years old. Wow. One up to Mr. Douglas. Yes, yes. yes. To uh, the great Kirk Douglas. Spartacus. Yes. Spartacus. If you ever have a chance to watch In Harm's Way mm. uh, with uh, that movie, was it starred everyone. Um, yeah. Anyone who was good. <laughs> you know, that's, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... Burgess Meredith, John Wayne, Kirk Douglas, all just uh, uh, Henry Fonda, just you know, all ev the, everyone all the who things. was good was in that movie. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a it it's God. I saw it um, a few weeks ago. Again, I've seen it a few times. It, John Frankenheimer directed it. But speaking of people you haven't seen in a while, I haven't seen Henry Fonda in a movie since I think Three Ten to Yuma. At he just Henry well, Fonda. He's, he's been dead for a while, yes. so that's probably no, his but, excuse. No, like. I'm trying to think of the most recent thing. Sorry, I know I didn't phrase that really well, but I think that was the last movie I remember him being in. He was not in 310 to Huma. Henry, Henry Fonda? Fonda? Henry, he was not, no. Henry Fonda? Yes, he's he been, was. He's been dead since On Golden Pond, I believe. That yeah. was the last film. Yeah. Oh, then I'm getting really confused. Oh, then I'm super confused. Peter Fonda? Peter Fonda. Yes, oh, sorry. Okay, God. Yes, that's Messing his that son. up. Yeah. Now, that's see, we still have Jane boy. Fonda on yeah. Grace and Frank. Yeah, we still, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm mixing them up. Sorry. That is the shittiest... Goddamn show. 
hate Grace and Frankie. It's so funny. No, it isn't. Yes, There's no jokes. Is. There's no humor in it. It's just the absurdity of two older ladies I, I, acting like they do. I, I maybe I don't have enough estrogen in me, but Possibly. I really wanted to like that. And I watched like the first three episodes of Grace and Frankie. And I uh, just, fine. I sat there staring at the screen going, well, usually when I watch three episodes of a show, I'm committed. And I'm going to watch the whole thing. Right. No issues there. Turned Not it off. You, never looked back. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Fair enough. But yeah. okay. So before I forget my point about, the I would hookers, rather watch Stroker Ace, the movie that ruined Burt Reynolds' career for a while. Okay. It was the last Hal Needham movie he did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It well, was. It was where he said uh, the fa- uh, that was the movie where I lost all the fans. Oh. <laughs> and he turned down. He was going to be in something Aww. else. He was going to be in Terms of Endearment. He actually okay. had the role that Jack Nicholson had. Right. And he turned it down to do Stroker Ace. Oh, oh no. What a bad that call. Was a mistake. It was but, a bad call. Bad well, then call that hurt. actually puts a piece of a puzzle together for me, I think, because one of my first memories of Burt Reynolds, before I was old enough to know who he was, just as an actor versus the character on the screen, was Charlie B. Barkin from All oh, Dogs yeah. Go to Heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You have to wonder if he would have done that movie if he was still like heyday Burt Reynolds as opposed to, oh, I lost the fans, Burt Reynolds. I don't, you know, I mean, that was the transition, I hate to say it, to old Burt Reynolds. No, it was. Yeah. But that know, was how a whole yeah. a whole generation of people got to know him. Yeah. Because um, I did grow up with this movie and now I know why, because with the uh, the scumbum editing, I, I know yeah. why I was allowed to watch it as a kid. Uh, but um. Because obviously I couldn't have seen it in theaters. It came out before no. I was born, but uh, I did well, grow he, up with the TV version. Uh, what was the the show? Um, oh, Evening Shade, the show Burt Reynolds. Uh, God, who was he in it with? Not familiar with that one. I think it was CBS. Um, okay. It was it was you know, but I mean he was on TV, and you know you got to think for right. Burt Back Reynolds then, to kind was, of yeah. slide into TV. It's mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, like you said, it was a pivot, but pivot. But then he pivoted back. Yeah, he became. I mean, what was the movie? Um, um, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Boogie right. Nights. Yeah. Where you know it's like, oh, holy shit, it's Burt Reynolds. Mm. You know. But uh, we are approaching the very end. I of can't the believe movie. we Gentlemen, finished this entire we movie. We walked yeah. and yeah. talked <laughs> the whole thing. But um, okay, so one thing I do have to bring up about Sally Field. And this is what would happen if we rebooted it now, probably. Sally Field, despite the fact that every woman in America with CB radio Amber is hitting. Amber Heard. I already said Amber Heard needs to be on, needs to be in the uh, Oh, I thought car. you hated Amber Heard. No, Amber Amber Nash. Sorry, I'm mixing up everyone tonight. The Ambers, the Pitas, the Hen- Peters, Henrys. Every- Pita breads, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, I can't get anybody straight. No, but one thing I like about Sally Field's character, and this wouldn't happen in a movie made today, is that despite all those women that are hitting on Burt Reynolds all the way across the nation, she doesn't get jealous. There's never this whole, oh, they split up for five minutes after she threw a kissy fit and got jealous and, you know, got out of the car, but then he goes back. They didn't have any of that nonsense. She just sticks with him, and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's popular, whatever. Well, I... I I think that is a particular sort of guy fantasy of a woman, and it's it's sort of like... Sally Field, a woman that doesn't get jealous over anybody, or Sally Field knows in the context of this movie, Burt Reynolds is going to come back home to Sally Fields. Yeah. So you know, so if there's a you know a trailer full of hookers, it really doesn't matter because <laughs> Sally Fields, who Burt Reynolds is going to come back home to her. Yes. You know, you're just a bunch of hookers. 
you know. I'm the one that's important. <laughs> yeah, you know. But everything was so tastefully done. I mean, he wasn't yes. crude. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't gropey. He wasn't grabby like a regular man would have been. I, I love this part of the movie, by the way. At the very end, whenever he's talking to Buford T. Justice. Yeah. And he's about to sell Anus been, down I've, the river. I've been chased by the best, son, but... <laughs> You know, he's kind of blowing smoke at him. Well, um, I mean, I think it's an honest thing. Like, I've been chased by everyone, and you're the best. But even yeah. Buford is like, all right, now qu- quit the shit. Like, yeah, where are you, yeah. boy? And and he's about to sell Big Enos down the river because he goes, oh yeah, you see me? I'm yeah. right down the hill in that big next, suit next to a mini me. But I respect you too much. Yep. So uh, <clears throat> look over your left shoulder, there, Sheriff. Yeah. An instant sequel. Yes. Just instant sequel. But that's not what the sequel is. No, I know it's not. But you, <laughs> it's, they lead off in a perfect manner yeah. to give you a sequel. What is it? They 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 send him to Boston to get for clam chowder. Clam chowder. <laughs> And uh, even Sally Field gets her two cents in as they go. She's like, "Sorry, Sheriff, <laughs> didn't she, marry your boy." She could have. She could have done. <laughs> yeah, she could have. She could have. But she and didn't. Jerry Reed's just along for the ride with Fred. With Fred, you gotta have Fred. Because <laughs> I think we just missed the part where he's like, "Yeah, I'm divorced now. Anyway, where are we going to, Bandit?" <laughs> and they're just in for the next adventure. Dad, so. wait for me. Who's but, gonna hold your hat? <laughs> But I love that that's the closing line. He's and then not they even freeze. Yeah, freeze and then they for freeze. credits. Oh, the yeah. freeze frame. <laughs> you gotta I love, love it. it. But before we get to um, our measuring of Alpha Seinfeld and whatnot, gentlemen, I think we have to answer a very important question for each of us. Since we've had a lot of CB radio talk, what would your CB handle be if you were the bandit or a trucker ooh. of some sort? Mm-hmm. Fluffer. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the audience doesn't know what a fluffer is. <laughs> But, oh, if, but if, I if actually, do. LJ and I, LJ and I talked about this. If, if we ever got together and made porn <laughs> as directors, <laughs> right, we'd be the Fluffer Brothers. <laughs> 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 the Fluffer Brothers. Oh, that is a class act right there. Thank you, Mister LJ. Stranger Things with. I don't know. I, mean, I don't. We we didn't actually figure out what the porn version. Stranger of Stranger Dongs. Okay. All there right. Yeah. <laughs> By the fluffer. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So you'd be fluffer. No, I, uh, um, <laughs> no. Hang on. I'm not committing to that. Okay. Uh, what would you go first? Oh well, I think I already have one, Darth Jader, but I gotta imagine one. Seriously? Now. <laughs> no, oh, that, really. oh, come on. No, not really. Um, what would I be? I used to have a nickname when I was working on film sets because we all had nicknames. Nobody. It was like call signs. Okay. Uh, mine was very inspired. It was Ace. Nice. <laughs> Is there a reason behind it? Or nope, nope. I mean that it was uh, actually from a um, an episode of Red Dwarf. Okay. And that was that was about it. What a great but, story. Yeah, and that was an awesome thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now that's not interesting. Yeah. I want something like um, trucker handle. I know you got to think about God, it. God, man, that's tough. What do you want to be? Well, known to give as? you some time. I'd say my my tribute to my love for Italian women. I'd be mustache rider. <laughs> oh, right? that's good. Okay. Yeah. No, I just made it up. I was rack- <laughs> I was racking my brain last night in bed um, trying I to remember what be... my my handle was. I can't couldn't remember what it was when I was a kid. I would be. Uh, Kate Middleton. Oh, oh yeah. He's not no. looking at his poster or anything. Um, that's what you look at. Right? Uh, I would be can of beer. Yeah. Um, can of beer. Maybe mustache. Kumquat. Right. 
Okay. <laughs> oh. That was that was because in college we we decided that kumquat we were trying to think of words that sounded offensive. Yeah. But weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the one that won the contest was kumquat. Okay. You kumquat. Yeah, it almost sounds, it kind of sounds like a It sounds really kind dirty. Of like like right? how we talked about on uh, Ernest Scared Stupid how the dog's name is Rimshot. Yes. And he's like and it's Rimshot not dirty. Every, and it's not a dirty it's not word. Dirty. It does no. sound it sounds pretty sketchy. If you if you refer to a woman as oh she's just a kumquat. It sounds <laughs> like the worst thing in the es- world. Especially if you say it in like a hoity toity yeah. way. It's like oh my god what You're, a kumquat. What a kumquat. <laughs> so, Kyle. Yeah, there you go. That's... Um, all right. I wish I had something. Better. My mustache just keeps falling off. Yeah, it's, it's that time. That's folks. what she said. <laughs> it was written too hard, I guess. But there you um, go. Okay. <laughs> it goes with yeah. his, his with the CP handle. But uh, I'd probably have to go with my old school high school nickname of Pop Tart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, that sounds thirty. That, that legitimately hey, sounds I'm thirty. Just yeah, with the stream of the conversation. Okay, <laughs> Pop Tart. Oh my god. Uh, and I love it. Biscuit, no. Biscuit. Uh, Who's biscuit? I'm trying to get something, you know. For you, still? No, no, for him. Because okay. we got pop tart. Oh, we're, on, we're on a food. Thunderbolt. Trick. Thunderbolt. Or Lightfoot. Well, one or the other. Or That's Lightfoot, another movie yeah. that we. Yeah. Yeah, that the Lightfoot would go with the uh, the Cherokee yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have you ever heard of Thunderbolt and Lightfoot? <laughs> Do I want to? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Cla- it's another classic '70s film. Ooh, oh, Billy Jack. Oh, Billy, Jack. Billy Jack. No. <laughs> yeah. God, that's too easy. Yeah, it is. No, if I if, if seriously if I if I was going to have a a radio handle it would be Tom Servo. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That and works. the right people will get that. Um and yeah. now that we've gone through like 40 names. So All right, gents. Alf to Seinfeld. Mm. Did it get better? Hold. On. I know, see. You always want to jump to a I know, score. I know. I, I But yeah. then you have to think about it. I think it's when I saw it as a kid, mm-hmm. it was a silly movie with people driving cars. Right. I didn't get most of the, well, no, I really didn't. Yeah. Me neither. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to hit your mom in the mouth. <laughs> I didn't. That wasn't well, it, my favorite part of the whole movie when I was a kid. Now it's my, it's the best line in the whole movie. Oh my God. <laughs> just, it's Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> and he's drinking, so yes. how appropriate. <laughs> Morty. Buford's ne- coming to get us, Morty. Next time Dave is on the show, he's got to do his uh, his Morty impression. Oh, it's great. It's If you haven't heard oh, it. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez. Um, so, I would then. give it a solid, what is, wait, what is 10 minus 5 divided by 2? <laughs> 7.5. I would give it a 7.5. <laughs> Because it's right okay. in the middle of the Seinfeld. Be- because you understand the jokes. More I knew. Like, an- what's the reason? I, well, I knew enough about it. Okay. As a kid, it was it was funny for silly juvenile reasons, sure. and it's still funny for juvenile reasons. But it's also funny for grown up reasons. I didn't yeah. get. You know, like the frog stuff. Why? What is it? Oh yeah, frog? the frog. No, the, the hat that. joke. I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get the hat joke. Yeah. So I would say it's right in, in the very middle of the Seinfeld. Band, so okay. 7.5 out of 10. I'm good with that. Well, this is subjective, and I was happy. Oh, no, this is the most objective scale yes, in no. God's green earth. <laughs> I was happy. The when National I Institutes of Standards are coming in. and I tell you, I was happy from start to finish when I watched this movie because <laughs> I love the actors. I loved 
Yeah. All of them. They were they were all great. The theme was great. There was it was a constant chase. It was just a, a slow burn from start to finish with yeah. a little bit of sexiness in and and some classic actors. I'm gonna give it an eight. I all I, right. I yeah. enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it a lot. And good. I would gladly watch it again. Can I just point out if you look at the movies that Amazon is recommending? <laughs> oh no. Well, you've got for some reason Crocodile Dundee two. That's not a block of cars. This yes. is a block of cars. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's got uh, Stroker Ace and Cannonball Run. Okay. And and that's cool, but Smokey and the Bandit is the original. It's the one that was perfect. It's kind of Cannonball like lethal, Run. It's like the lethal weapon of this vein of movies yes. where it, it sort of birthed all of these spinoffs yes. and sequels and mimicking, but it's 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 the kingpin of them. Yeah, I and think. to be fair, at least they stopped smoking the bandit at uh, three. Yeah. I mean, we've got five lethal weapons now. And even more diehards. Oh, and they're like a diehard. They're on like 87 and a yeah, half. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, a good day to go shopping or diehard. <laughs> a good day to <laughs> no, get your yes. bed hand changed yes, in nursing yeah, home, yes. John McClane. Get your yes. catheter inserted. <laughs> yeah. Diehard. Yeah. But, um, so, okay, so a 7.5 and 8. Mm-hmm. And? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to go 7.5 as well, gents, because uh, wow. this movie, when I was little, my dad would want to watch movies like this when I was a little kid, and I didn't know enough about what was going on. I didn't understand that it was, you know, they're breaking the law and, you know, running beer and stuff. I didn't well, the get... whole concept doesn't make any sense. Well, even today, just... you have to sort of go... No, smuggling even the, cores? Yeah, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I, I forgot that there's an actual plot to this. Yeah. The song is what really tuned me in as I got older. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're they're smuggling beer. Okay, so, uh, so I got that, because my dad would talk me into watching movies like this that were more guy movies that he wanted to watch. He's like, Jade, you know there's a dog in it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was his clever trick to get me to Count watch me his in. movies. And did you know Frog is a princess? No, <laughs> shut up and let's watch it. No, nah, he didn't have to get that complicated. <laughs> yeah. Jade, there's a dog right there. That's all I needed to know. But uh, so yeah, for understanding the plot better and definitely getting. I can the jokes, see your dad doing. That. Oh, he. I can totally. Oh no, this see is a man. Hindsiders, that. I'll give you some insight into uh, Morgan. They know him. I know. Yeah, they know. I, I know, but just more tomfoolery that he would pull on his children as we were growing up. You know, when you pour a Coke into a glass and there's all that fizz in the glass and it settles down. Yeah, that's uh, what you carbonation. Re- you replace that with Seagrams. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not. We weren't quite enough old, quite old enough for that. But Dad would say, "Oh, I know you don't like the foam. You know how you get rid of it? You bark at it." I'm you dead bark serious. At the phone. That's why you have kids, so you can fuck with them. <laughs> you can mess with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> yeah. And I can see that. I got fooled more than once by that. <laughs> and I didn't understand why the other grown ups in the room were laughing. Yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah. So and I then w- one day you too will pass on this tradition of fucking with people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already done it. Yeah. Um, no, like Kaylee's nickname, for instance, is Fishbait. And that's another story whoa, for another whoa. day. No, it's just it's, it's just, not new fish, so that that's okay. Shut up. Anyway, um, no, I understand a lot more of the movie obviously than I did when I was. Sing- Good God, Jason, calm down. I love it. Sorry, who even knows? The, the drugs are starting to kick. Yeah, in. the drugs have just begun to take hold. But, it's a bad country. No, this is a uh, Buford country. That's yeah. What it is. yeah. So, yeah, I understood it a lot better. Obviously, you know, a little kid, you don't appreciate how damn handsome Burt Reynolds is, and I do now. So, yeah. I'd do him. Just saying. who wouldn't? 1977 Burt Reynolds? You'd be like, all right. If Mallory Archer would do him, I mean, you got to bet. 
I mean, Mandingo too. Cassius. I'm just saying you want to get to him before Mallory <laughs> <Yes>. does. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going 7.5 because I appreciated it a lot. I, I liked all the, you know, the snappy, sexy innuendo yeah. too. It was, it was clever and flirty. Statistically, we're somewhere between 7.5 and 8. So 7.75. 7. 7.1. I think the movie wins. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we do this, we do this every week with, you know, the We're scale. super precise with Yeah, that. we do. And we never actually like go anywhere with it. No. <laughs> you know, we just like say numbers. <laughs> so, you know, it's a seven point. I think because the yeah. Die Hard uh, had sevens from all of us, but yeah. there we've had some movies with a 10. So yeah. we'd have to go back and By the way, listen. those of you at home who are still waiting for us to come up with which one of those was the, was the best Christmas movie, we're still working on it. Just keep watching. No, he's just saying that because he decided to waffle on his choice. <laughs> yeah, and I totally screwed it all Yeah, up. you definitely yeah. threw off the curve on that one. Because uh, I think we finally we came down to a tie between Christmas Story and, and Die Hard. Uh, yeah. No, and Christmas Vacation, but then... You came to my house and you're like, I've changed my mind again. <laughs> I can't figure out. You're like, I love Die Hard so much. And I was like, all right, it's it's based on your mood. So we'll yeah. never. It's the world. May never know. Yeah. But hindsighters. The winner was Elf. <laughs> even though it wasn't yeah, even on the podcast. It was, yes. It's that good of a movie. Because John Favreau was at the helm of it. Yes. So. Mandalorian, Elf, same movie. All that being yeah. said. Hindsiders, thank you for tuning in for the second episode of season two, where you actually get to watch us on the YouTube. We're so sorry. Oh, yeah, we apologize yeah. to everyone in the <laughs> so audience. Sorry. But at least you don't have to stare at this eyesore of a mustache anymore. Oh, damn That's it. True. I just had to say something. Yes. But, yeah. hey, you know. But anyway, thank you once again for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's like kissing her. I'm trying. It's like so indirectly hard. kissing Darth Vader. I'm trying Jader. so hard not to make a Mexican joke. See, <laughs> <laughs> si, senor. She is the the Lido Bandito. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I was gonna sign us off, but I forgot what the hell I was saying. Well, we should say uh, we are we are available on the social medias. Um, yes. For those like seven or eight of you who still look at Facebook, you still and do Twitter, the Twitter and the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Instagram's where it's at. You can find us at Hindsight is Horrifying. Yes. But make sure, look, when we say subscribe and click the thing for notifications and all that stuff, it's not just something we do because we have egos, but there is actually YouTube is very, very serious about, about subscription based subscription based things. It activity, is. Ac yes. Yeah, it's it's a very big benefit to us. If you enjoy the show. Oh, I can taste that mustache glue. <laughs> oh, and that's what she said. <laughs> I was, I, mean, I was like, I was, I, he was I, on a roll. See, I sobered up just long enough to be serious. No, and but it, yeah. seriously, hindsighters, it actually does help us when you subscribe actively to YouTube to watch us. We really appreciate it, and it helps us to keep the lights on as well. It really does. It is. It is the nature of the beast when you do these shows. When you actually are on YouTube, the number of subscribers is a huge, huge benefit. And so we ask you, please go ahead, just do it, subscribe, you know, whatever buttons they give you to like it, sign up for notifications, whatever, please, please do. do it. Yeah. Um, that is vastly more important to us than liking something on Instagram Absolutely. or Twitter or things like that. So YouTube is where it's at. We only bombard you with actual episodes. We yes. don't, we don't send things your way that are just 
you know, spur of the moment sort of little videos. No random filler content. Right. We we actually try to stay yeah. on topic with what we're sending your way, even if we don't stay on topic on the actual episodes. Yeah. So. so please do, and we appreciate each and every one of you that are out there. And having said that, and for the first time in this season, we wish you, uh, or we thank you for spending your daytime, your nighttime, your drive time, or whatever time with us. At hindsight is horrifying for uh, the show. I am Jason Mitchell. I'm here with my co-host Darth Jader, and we have our reigning guest with the most appearances. Listeners, Katie's really kind of nothing. Uh, I don't think I mean, she remembers. Don't say that, please. <laughs> she lost our number. Yeah. <laughs> no, we love Kate. We want her back. But uh, so far, Mr. Brown is the lead dog in this race. So yes, we will see how that competition works out. So Adam, thank you once again for joining us. We Adam very B. much appreciate it. Adam B. They, as if they brand. don't know who you That's are. That's my new brand. Okay, Mr. B with the mustache. Hindsiders, this has been Hindsight. And good night. <laughs>